got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to the Coffee and Crypto live stream. We go live 9.30 Eastern every single weekday and today we got a very great show lined up for you because as you know, during our last episode of Coffee and Crypto, Bitcoin started breaking up towards $40,000 and at the time of recording this stream, we're sitting just below 43. Now, I made four confirmation predictions that if Bitcoin were to be able to confirm these four things and use these four things as confirmations and stay above them for seven to 10 days, then I made a prediction that we would likely go back to $65,000 within the next three to six months. Those four things were as follows. Number one, I want to see Bitcoin above $42,000 for seven to 10 days. Number two, I want to see the bullish MACD on the three daily chart cross bullish and stay bullish for seven to 10 days. Number three, I want to see RSI break its 14 day moving average and stay bullish for seven to 10 days on the three daily chart. And number four, I want to see a bullish confirmation flash coming out of Lux Algo and that stay bullish for seven to 10 days. The update that we have over the weekend is that all four of those have now occurred. Now we're just in waiting. Are we going to be able to maintain the bullish confirmations for that seven to 10 days that we've talked about on the channel for the last couple of weeks? We're going to be diving into all of that and more in today's video. we got a little bit of on-chain to bring to you. We're also going to be doing technical analysis on four different altcoins, Kadena, AVAX, Cardano, and SHIB. We're actually going to be looking at SHIBA because it's got some very interesting technicals. Guys, we got a great show lined up for you. Smash that like button if you haven't already. Let's get to 250 likes here in the next couple of minutes. I am joined, as always, by Mr. T.A. Tim himself. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about how about Bitcoin? I, you know, I am very happily wrong about the fact that I thought it would not get this high. It's not out of the woods yet. You know, I, I, I'm not ready to lay down my arms of thinking that this is not the beginning of the rally just yet. But good for Bitcoin, you know? I, I'm Bitcoin. proud of it. I'm proud of That's Bitcoin, too. You know what I'm proud of? I am proud of Smay. Smay, how you doing, buddy? Well, I'm proud of me too. Oh, um, so good. Uh, also, I need to fix my Twitter. That's not even my Twitter handle anymore, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm such a goo. I'm not proud of myself actually. Oh, but no. I, would, I would like to take this opportunity uh, to just say I really I got some new pants and they are very comfortable. I'm very happy. Mm, you know, it's sometimes really hard to shop for clothes, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, next, we have uh, here. We I'm gonna shout out some n- n- members. We got uh, uh, Leon the Dutch TZ, Ricardo Vinegas, Mike Markle, Crypto Sec guy uh and that's about the ones i'm seeing here crypto couple i don't want to miss anybody thomas post april sue I, man there's just so many cool guys and gals that's just like i love you guys you guys are the best you guys are the best i love all of our members too i love all of our viewers thank you guys so much i got a special announcement before i bring kelly in bitcoin at the moment that we are live right now just broke forty three thousand dollars for the first time in the span of the last several weeks the last time we were sitting here we were falling fast below 43k and rejecting from 43.5. So last week we had some explosive price movement happen during the stream. If the Lord permits, we will have some explosive price movement to the upside again during this stream. Kelly, we are joined by you, and this time you're not in New York. You're in an office like 30 feet that way. How you doing, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Is the turtle market finally starting to uh, uh, starting to rally a little bit faster than we were expecting? I, uh, I think so. so. You know what? It's super good. It's great actually to be back here in Florida with here with the home team here and get uh, here here in Florida with, at the office. Uh, we got so much good stuff to talk about today is, you know, the, the, the news front is actually a little soft right now, but that's actually a good sign. You know, we're not having a lot of, uh, over overly exuberant opinion pieces. And, uh, we got a lot of data metrics we're going to discuss today and I'm just ready to jump into it, man. So let's, let's get into 
it. it was, I, that's a that's a good looking background. That's you a got good looking there. background. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, 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 I'm I've commandeered Tim's office here for the time being. Oh, that's a yeah. good looking office. Oh, yeah. and I got I got Dwight here with me to uh, help give us the motivation we need and some humor Come along on. the way. Hokies represent. There you go, guys. God bless the Hokies, guys. We're gonna go ahead and jump on to our total market rundown. How about that turtle drawing? Who drew that? Was that Smay? Did you draw that, Smay? That is definitely a coloring. No, book that is Shannon a coloring Brown. book. Shannon drew. No, that? not Shannon. It was Taylor. Taylor. Taylor who? So, Taylor, uh, his wife. Taylor Warren drew that? Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, well, Taylor drew that. Thank you very much to Taylor for that. That is a really well, good Well, she colored shot. it I in. She colored it, it in. Oh, it's, it's a, coloring a coloring book. book. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought somebody actually had artistic skill in her office, but I guess not. Though. Oh, wow. Okay, that's awesome. Good Stayed deal. Stayed within the lines. Stayed really within impressive. the lines. Okay, perfect. Guys, if you don't know who Taylor is, she's the uh, she's the uh, lovely wife of Tim who answers all of your uh, support at Crypto Jeb uh, queries, and she's also one of the people that puts together all of her super chats and helps here around. She's part of the team. But we're going to go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap coin gecko and we're going to take a look at what the market is doing right now we're going to start on coin market cap because i prefer its user interface over on coin market cap you can see bitcoin is currently trading just below 43k we tried to breach 43k just a few minutes ago we wicked up there and we pulled back rallied all the way up in i think the last three minutes to forty-three thousand one hundred and seventy-nine dollars. we have since rejected from there but you can even see down here on the minute chart which i normally don't like looking at the minute chart but in this case it actually is pretty important we've been in an uptrend ever since about 4 40 in the morning that is a good sign it means that we're trying to break 43k we're going to see probably during this stream if we're going to be able to bitcoin's up 15 percent in the last seven days. Ethereum outpacing it up 20 percent, also up two and a half percent over the last 24 hours. Bitcoin up to $800 billion market cap. Ethereum just below $400 billion. And then we see uh, Binance Coin sitting up here at seven, uh, $70 billion. Some of the stable coins sitting pretty. And then we also have Cardano up 5.82%. Really excited about that, trading at $40 billion. We're going to be looking at Cardano later on in the show. Solana up 3%, XRP up 14%. That's pretty exciting. We're also going to be looking at SHIB because SHIB is up 22%. You guys know that I'm not invested, nor am I a fan of SHIB, but the simple fact of the matter is Shiba Inu is a $15 billion cryptocurrency, and it does have an impact on the market, and it does have some market dominance. In fact, it has about 1% market dominance, so it's very important that we pay attention to these cryptocurrencies, even if we don't necessarily agree with the way that they are built or the way that they are backed. Now, we're also going to be taking a look a little bit later at Kadena. So if we take a look down here at Kadena, we will be able to see that it is up 14.2%. If we jump on over to CoinGecko and sort by the last 24 hours, we can see that SHIB is the biggest gainer, followed by Quant, followed by Kadena, XRP, Secret, Phantom, Polygon, Gala, Elrond, ETH Classic, quite a few great projects up here. Gala being one of them, it's up 10% in the last 24 hours. We do have some losers in the last 24 hours, Maker, Ecomi, um, uh, Convex Finance, Frax. None of these are any uh, projects that I'm invested in, but for the most part, everything is up today, looking like a pretty bullish day. And that makes sense because the market is following Bitcoin. That's what we're seeing happen right now. Bitcoin is in a rally and the rest of the cryptocurrency market is following. Many people ask me the question, Jeb, why does the market move together? Why does Bitcoin rallying cause the altcoins to rally? Why does Bitcoin falling cause the altcoins to follow fall? Well, the reason is in the cryptocurrency space, many people view Bitcoin as the least risky risk off asset. They view the altcoins and the further you go down the list as the more risky assets. So if you're looking at something that's ranked number 72 or ranked number 147 or ranked number 95, you're looking at probably a more risky asset to be invested in because it's less proven. It's not worth $800 billion like Bitcoin is. So typically speaking, whenever people are confident in Bitcoin, then they 
they have that confidence overflow into going and investing in smaller cap altcoins. But whenever Bitcoin is not doing well, typically what people will do in a bearish trend or a bear market or a recession in the traditional finance markets is that they will go into a risk off position. They will let go of their more risky assets and they'll say, OK, I am not in a position right now where I really want to be holding these assets because they're more risky. And that's what people in crypto do. They will get rid of everything that's not Bitcoin so that they can consolidate back in to Bitcoin. Tim, we're about to jump into some Bitcoin technical analysis, but what other reasons do you find that the altcoins and Bitcoin tend to move together? Yeah, I think it's a confidence thing. I, I, I think that it's, I said this last week, I believe that Bitcoin is almost like the Papa bear and there's a leash that the altcoins can have around it. And as long as Papa is feeling okay, the leash for those others, it'll extend. But right now with all that fear that came in, I think you're going to find more often than not when fear is gripping the crypto market, you're going to see almost everything freeze up and start to follow Bitcoin because it is the leader. Absolutely. Well, guys, if you're enjoying today's show, smash that like button. Let's see if we can get up to 700 likes here in the next couple of minutes. We're going to jump onto Bitcoin. Got quite a bit of technical analysis to do there, and then we're going to have some discussion about some on-chain metrics here a little bit later. But let me give you an update because things happened over the weekend. Nine o'clock on Friday, we were live. Bitcoin started a rally. In fact, I'm going to go down to the 30-minute chart and show you right here at 9 a.m. Bitcoin started rallying. It was at it was at thirty-seven thousand four hundred and sixty dollars, and by the end of the day, Bitcoin was trading at forty-two thousand dollars, testing resistance. If you'll remember, I have four criteria that I said I need to see Bitcoin do, and I need to see it follow these four criteria for seven to ten days before I say that we are in a confident uptrend. I am still at this very moment in agreement with the bears that we're going down to thirty-three thousand dollars, unless I'm proven wrong because we stay. Uh, above these uh, levels I'm about to show you for seven to 10 days. Until I'm proven bullish, I will remain bearish. You've ever heard of innocent until proven guilty? That's a great mantra. We love that. That's the basis of our entire legal system, innocent until proven guilty. I am bearish until proven bullish. And I'm about to outline to you exactly how I can be proven bullish, and then I will be in the camp of the bulls. I'm still skeptical, so let me show you what those are. Number one, I need to see Bitcoin be above $42,000 for seven to 10 days. I'm going to explain the whole seven to 10 day thing here in a minute, but I want to break down the, the confirmations first. Why for 42,000. 42,000 was number one, an all-time high set on January the 7th of 2021. Number two, it was also used as resistance twice back here in June and also in August. We used 42K as resistance on June 14th, and then we also used it as resistance on July 30th. Then we used the $42,000 region, about 40 to 42, as support in late September. We used it as support here on the 6th of December, and we used it as support here on the 9th of January. If we take out our Fibonacci retracement tools, we can also find that it is currently, I believe if we go here and set this to uh, fib base levels over on log, then we can come in here and do that. We can see that it lines up with the price target of about $45,000. So $42,000 is a level that I'm paying a lot of attention to. It's one that I very much want to see Bitcoin stay above. It is a level also that represents the shoulder, I'm sorry, the neckline of this head and shoulders pattern. So if we get back up above that, then we start invalidating this massive head and shoulders pattern that predicted we would go down to twenty-five dollars to $30,000. So that's the first one. Next thing I want to see, and I'm running through these briefly in case anybody hasn't seen this. I know I've been harping on this, but it's important and we do have updates here. The next two confirmations I want to see. I want to see a three-daily chart bullish MACD cross on Bitcoin. That's exactly what we've just seen. So we're not on the daily chart right now. The daily chart looks like this. We've been bullish for a multitude of days for about a week and a half. I want to see on the three daily chart. So if you don't have the three daily chart, go to your intervals, come up here, drop down, hit three day, and then you go ahead and star it. So it'll show up here on your bookmarks bar. You can see that or on your favorites bar. Excuse me. See how I'm turning that on right there. I'm going to go to the three daily chart and look at MACD. I want to see a bullish MACD cross. Okay, good. We just saw that. Why do I want to see a bullish MACD cross? Well, there's less very 
instability in the bullish MACD cross. Whenever you see one, you're typically going into a major uptrend. We saw one form right here. Not over here when we had fake outs, but right here when we were actually going into an uptrend. We saw one form right here. Not over here when we were having fake outs, but right here when we were actually going into an uptrend. There are a lot of confirmations on the three daily chart MACD, and we just saw a bullish cross. Great. But as I said, I want to see this maintained for seven to 10 days. I'm not confident in it yet. Next thing I want to show you is at the exact same time that the bullish MACD cross happens in history, we typically get above this moving average. This is the 14 interval moving average going through the RSI, and we're on the three daily chart. This is very important because this shows us when we're in an uptrend or a downtrend. Take note of this time here. This is when we were in an uptrend. Take note of this time here. This is when we were in a downtrend. So we want to be above that moving average on RSI. That helps us to tell us what trend we're in. Well, ever since about four days ago, we have been above that. So three of my four indicators have now come to pass. On the daily chart, I'll show you my fourth. That is Lux Algo, flashing bullish, and being confirmed. As it comes up here, I will show you we have green trend catcher here. We have a buy signal, and we also have Lux Oscillator being green. I know I'm running through this pretty quickly. It's because this review, we're green. The one final confirmation that I really want to see is I want to see a bullish Lux Algo flash on the three daily chart because that's where I'm not going to see very many fake outs. Literally every single time in the last three years that we've seen a buy signal, not even worrying about whether it's confirmed or not, it has led to a 50 to uh, 50 or more percent rally on Bitcoin. You can see all of these taking place right here. So the last confirmation that I haven't seen that I really want to see is I want to see a confirmed bullish MACD cross, uh, excuse me, a confirmed bullish Lux Algo flash on the three daily chart. So those are my four indicators that are going to tell me I'm in an uptrend. Why seven to 10 days? Here's why. I want to see Bitcoin uh, stay above these levels for that long because it's very easy for Bitcoin to have a fake out. And yes, I see it rallying to $43,300. I know you're probably thinking, Jeb, shut up. It's moving. Let's look at that. It's very easy to see bullish get, Bitcoin get exuberant, but then for Bitcoin to flash crash because a lot of people long too early and then a long squeeze happened. That's what happened back uh, two times in recent history. We saw it happen right here on December the 27th, saw a major long squeeze. In fact, during that time, we saw Bitcoin uh, get liquidated to the tune of have it right here to the tune of a quarter billion dollars followed the next day by uh, excuse me I'm sorry 400 million dollars followed by a quarter billion dollar in long liquidations we had a major drop then back here earlier in January we saw a billion and a half dollars of longs getting liquidated the exact same thing can happen right now I'm not saying it's going to but I'm saying it can I want to see Bitcoin stay in an uptrend for seven to ten days so that we are really sure we're really certain that Bitcoin is going to move to the upside so now the clock is ticking we've had all of these bullish confirmations I still want to see that Lux algo flash on the daily chart, but I'm not. that's not the end of the world if we don't see that just yet. I want to see all four of these confirmations lock in for another week, and I'm going to be pretty excited. Now, there's other things I want to talk about, but even before we get to all of those, Tim, I want to hear your take on this. This has been my stance for the last two weeks or so. I want to see these four things happen. I want to see them happen for a week and a half. Are there any other confirmations that you're looking for, and do you agree with my methodology I, of defining an uptrend like this? Yeah, I, I, I like I like some of your stuff, I, but I've been saying here for a while, 44,000 is the number I'm watching. Uh, and again, we are getting so close. And so there's a lot of temptation to be like, hey, you know, maybe I maybe I was wrong about us needing to go down to 30,000 again or, you know, 30, at least 33. It's not time yet because this is what I've made the mistake of doing in the past. I look at the charts. I make a prediction, but then the price does something different. And it's really easy to get discouraged and say, all right, never mind. I was wrong. This, you know, I'm going to change my opinion. And then what happens is you're 
the prediction you made when you read the charts well, it delays and then it comes to fruition. So I'm I'm gonna take a, a second to kind of learn from some of my past mistakes of calling my stuff too early and say, until we confirm and close above 44,000, I'm gonna hold to. I don't like the way the volume looks right now. I don't like what it looks like on the RSI on any of the charts, daily, four hourly, one hourly. It's all setting up bearish RSI divergence. Then you also have to pair the fundamental analysis, the news that we've seen. Nothing has been so bullish that would warrant a breakout right now. If anything, there's been a lot of unknowns. And when there's a lot of unknowns is when you can't really divert away from what you're seeing on the charts. And what we're seeing on the charts is that the whales, as much as they're buying right now, whales also buy to manipulate. So they can buy in, they, they bought down low, they, they're gonna sell for profit, let it come back down so they can get even more supply. They're even okay with a short time dip if they think long-term they're gonna make profit. I, I, don't, I don't think any of that's changed. And so I realize I'm probably in a very small camp that is holding out, but I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna learn from a past mistake where I left that camp too early. I'm gonna go ahead and still hold out and say, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I think that this potentially is, even looking at the fear and greed index, we're, we're at 45, 43, 45, not as much fear as we've had. That's a great way to shake out a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. Uh, and, and, and again, I really am rooting against myself. I'm really hoping I'm wrong, that we're ready to rally back up to 50,000. I just don't see that happening on the charts. Yeah, and I think it's very important that we're skeptical because we've been in a downtrend for the last three months. And, you know, a lot of people hear the whole mantra of the trend is your friend until it ends. But I don't think most people really understand what that means. What that's saying is bearish until proven bullish or bullish until proven bearish. Right now, we have been proven bearish for three months. Three months is a long time, guys. We need to see a lot of confirmation to say we're going to move to the upside. So I am not saying that we're not going to rally. It's not what I'm saying. I actually do think we're going to rally. My point is that I want to be proven before I start to say that we're going to rally. And here's a couple reasons why I am skeptical at the moment. Number one, if you look on the daily chart, people have pointed this out in chat, and we were going to bring this up to you. It's absolutely true. Until Bitcoin rallies above $44,500, which I'll just go ahead and draw a horizontal line right here. Until Bitcoin rallies above $44,500, Bitcoin is under bearish RSI divergence. There's a downtrending level of resistance here on daily chart, uptrending level of resistance here on daily chart RSI. That does signal that we should push to the downside. On top of that, if you look at the volume, take a look at the volume right now. Down here on some of these shorter term time frames, it's nothing. Look at this volume, guys. It's disgusting on Bitfinex. There's nothing. We saw some volume on Friday. The volume is dreadful. It's not there. We saw some volume come in on the hourly chart when we broke up. Yeah, that was great. Great. Or excuse me, back over here. Yeah, that was phenomenal. But where is it now? And then one final thing I'll mention about this is that Bitcoin had put into play over the entire weekend a bull flag right here. You can see we came up here and traded right below 42, had a very hard time breaking through it. And here's the deal with this. We actually saw that there was a price target, as you can see right here. That price target is pointing up at $46,000. Bitcoin, yes, broke 42K over the weekend, but with what exuberance, with what enthusiasm? If Bitcoin was really out of the woods, I would want to see more volume. I would want to see a much more explosive, much faster rally like we saw over here. If we really were out of the woods and the retail was really on board and we were really starting to see the institutions and the retail outside of crypto getting on board. We were really starting to see a major uptick in price action. I would be looking for a more explosive movement. That's what we saw happen at the end of the last bear, uh, the last uh, downtrends. We saw Bitcoin would start an uptrend and then boom, it rallied fast, guys. I'm not talking about a slow rally. I'm talking about fast movement. We saw Bitcoin rally from $30,000 all the way to $42,000, 46% in 11 days. We also saw back over here, Bitcoin rally from $41,000 all the way up to 55 in six and a half days, 34% in six days. So the next seven days are going to be very telling. Are we going to have these explosive movements 
movements that prove that the bottom is in, like we saw in the last two corrections, or is Bitcoin just going to do this number and just kind of work its way up very slowly? Because if it does, that's going to tell the whales, okay, look, the bulls, they're very weak right now, and we can dump the price down to $30,000 and get a better buying opportunity. So you don't want that to happen. You want to see an explosive movement to the upside on Bitcoin that it's able to sustain because we're seeing an influx of retail coming back into the space. And I do think that that's in the cards, but I have not seen it happen just yet. So until Bitcoin is bullish and above all four of those confirmations for seven to 10 days, I am still in the camp of the bears. I want to be proven wrong, and I think I will be proven wrong. But until that occurs, that's where I am. So, Tim, what is there a scenario that we should be entertaining where Bitcoin would go back down to $33,000 right now? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just what I laid out right there is that this is a this is a a good one. This is a very convincing bull trap and it's so convincing it's going to make a lot of people change their mind. And again, I'm teetering on like if I, if I hadn't learned from my past mistakes, I probably would be sitting here saying, "Guys, I've changed my mind. We're ready to go." I just have learned from Looking at things, you, hey, sometimes you don't want to second guess yourself until the confirmation has happened. And for me, that's forty four thousand. Uh, but so the scenario at the moment is the reason we will go back down is a bull trap that will send us back down to set up a daily uh, bullish RSI divergence, MACD divergence, uh, bullish RSI di- or bullish MACD conver- uh, divergence. Wow, that was fumbled through that sentence right there. <laughs> that is going to be the spot that I think is it's going to happen to actually suffice all of the institutions. There's a you know, there's a lot of bullish momentum happening right now, but there, there are some things I don't even know if we're fully discussing it, but there are still like it or love it, you know, like it or hate it. There are people who are still questioning institutions willingness to get in right now. There's a, you know, the, the old FUD of environmental impact is coming back up. Oh, Kevin O'Leary's helping with that mm. uh, kind of drive some FUD back into that market, which Mr. retail investors are sitting here saying, Oh, it's pumping. Let's really good. Let's buy. Whereas institutions might be looking and saying, Hey, you know, he's right. Like we could catch a lot of, Flack if we start backing Bitcoin right this second. Again, I don't. I wouldn't put the entire world on that one piece of news. It's just relative. You gotta. You gotta understand that institutions are looking at stuff like that. I do think we are ready for an uptrend, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think the market's ready. But this is the thing: when retail investors miss their shot, when they have their number and they want to buy there, and the boat leaves, that sucks. You know, try to catch, try, try to run and catch back up to the boat somewhere else. But when institutions want to get on, they bring the boat back. I think there's a lot of institutions that think that they missed out at 33 because we were waiting on the Fed news and it ended up being not as bad as we thought. They want that $33,000 purchase. I just would not be surprised for the boat to be coming back. But first, they're going to really shake out as many retail investors as they can. Absolutely. Now, guys, to clarify my position, I do think we're going to have an uptrend. I do yeah. see Bitcoin at $43,400. I do think the fundamentals in the on-chain back that up. I've been saying that for two months, just to clarify. We've been talking about how Bitcoin is ready for an uptrend. We just need to see some kind of catalyst. Well, guess what? We're seeing a catalyst right now. I'm not saying that I want to be a bear, and I'm not saying that I'm uh, you know, in love with the bearish camp right now. What I am saying is that since Bitcoin's been in a downtrend for a long time, bulls prove it. That's my entire point. And I think they will. To clarify, I think the bulls will prove it. But it is going to take time, and there's nothing wrong with that because I want to make sure that you guys are being able to achieve financial sovereignty. That's our vision statement. We want to see you guys achieve financial achieve financial sovereignty. The way that we can help you do that is by helping you to not get into bad trades by longing too early and waiting for confirmation. So that's how it all ties back into the reason that we're here, which is to help provide you with financial sovereignty. So I'm going to throw it to Kelly. Kelly, what are you seeing, my friend? Take it away. 
I'm seeing all kind of wonderful things here. And, uh, and I want to, when I want to preface this, when we're talking about Bitcoin, I'm about to go over some incredibly bullish metrics, but those bullish metrics aren't always going to fully signal that it's an absolute, this must happen. It's just suggesting that this is what's sh- uh, going on in the charts. This is what is the charts at, at the end of the day, all they are is an exemplification of what the psychology is of the majority of the market, uh, the majority of the market participants. And so with that being said, I do want to first outline, you see these yellow circles here. Uh, I, I still have my yellow circle right here, basically showing that I, I still predict or still think that the price very is very likely to come back down here. But that being said, when looking at, uh, I'm here looking at the three-day chart. And one of the things I want you to see here, this yellow line is a, a, a little t- a trick or tip that I use when I'm doing my trading, because I think the 20-day SMA is an incredibly important uh, moving average to follow when you're trading. But I like to sometimes get some somewhat of a preview or a forecast uh, to make some calls a little bit early. So this is, I use this uh, very regularly. This is a 14 day uh, EMA. And as you can see here, when looking at this, this, this price is a very good, I mean, it was support here, support here. As soon as we broke this, we had a little bit of a, a bull trap here, came down, it was resistance, resistance, and, and very similarly right here. Basically when we break it, uh, it, it does indicate that there is uh, obviously some bullish momentum coming into the market. Uh, and and if that, if that's, uh, if that that sentiment is uh, met with follow through. And what we're, what we're missing right here is volume. We're not getting the volume we really want to really get that follow through, but it is signaling that we are seeing some positive momentum in the market. I can further that here when we bring up the uh, Bollinger Bands, you can see with the 20 day SMA, we're literally pinned right there right now between the 14-day EMA, the exponential moving average, and the 20-day SMA. Uh, so we still have a bit of a battle here. But if we get above that, that will give me further encouragement that we may still have room to the upside. Uh, the the two or three major things I want to point out here when I'm looking at this is you can see here the MACD on the three-day has crossed bullish. Uh, and then this is super important here. If we look at the RSI, we had this massive uh, trend that we were fighting here that we have broken out of we're still however below the 50 and now a lot of uh, uh, the 50 line here on the on the rsi now one of the things that is a great tip uh, to use in your ta a lot of people have these lines already preset with the the 30 and the 70 for being uh you know very strong or overbought some people think uh think and then down here below the 30 oversold or, or weak market uh one of the things you can really look at here is Honestly, very simple, putting a line right here, right about where the 50 is. Uh, and it, when the market is below the 50, that's showing that you t- you're still at a bear sentiment, especially uh, especially if you get down to the daily and you're below uh, the 50 line. And we're still fighting with that. Now we'll come down here on the daily, however, you see, we have pushed above the 50 line, but I'm just like we do when we break trend lines on a pattern on the price action, I'm still waiting to see uh, either further upside and then a retest or before further upside, a retest of the 50. If we can't hold the 50, then that suggests that the this is a, a bit of a bull trap. So right now it's undetermined. But what I do want to show you here, uh, if we go here on the market cipher, that magic beautiful thing that we've been looking for for the last week or so, actually much longer than that. But if I come here on the weekly, uh, we can see here, 
We have finally got that on the weekly. We've got the momentum with the green dot showing upside, but the VWAP, this VWAP is what we've been watching because as you've seen, if you've been watching throughout the last week or weeks, I basically marked here, uh, this is an irrelevant line, I'll delete that. I marked here uh, most of the times that the that the VWAP is crossed back above uh, the zero line. And you see here when we're looking at the price action on the weekly, every time this, v, this uh, comes back above the zero line, we get a very decent rally that comes out of it. Uh, each time. And now we basically, this is right here at the 29K level when we rallied out of this. We actually got the VWAP above the zero line before the momentum getting a green dot, but we we got that VWAP above the green the, and the green dot and we had massive price action. Same thing here. We got the VWAP and the green dot, massive price action. Now we've got the, the VWAP barely by, by only a couple days here, uh, but then followed right by the green dot. And then that's also mimicked here or supported. Uh, we've got a very strong DBSI, which is a dual band strength indicator, which shown we have an incredible amount of bullish price action that's pushing up. Now, this is this is to be met with caution because we're getting all these bullish signals. And what do we talk about when we're trying to put in entries, trades, or uh, pick your best investment spot? We do want as many confirmations as we can get. But when we've had such a strong downturn and we're technically still in a downtrend, this may just be a relief rally that that is met with resistance and, and no follow through. And right now, we're seeing that we're getting, uh, as you see with these volume bars on the bottom, the volume isn't continuing to grow. We, we have weaker volume coming in to this last Last week. Now, this is completely undetermined right now. The volume is very low, obviously, because we're in the first first day of, of this week. But I would be looking here if this week closes and we're, we're sideways and this volume is smaller or uh, even the same. And there's there's no increase there. That would give me further indication that there, we're, we're not getting that follow through on sentiment. Volume is giving us follow through on sentiment, which is incredibly important when we need that final confirmation on picking our best entry. Now, for those more aggressive traders, they might be looking at all these confirmations and starting to play some some intraday trading or some scalp trading. Uh, and if you're an experienced trader, uh, I applaud you for it. But I will say, make sure when you're doing that, do this with extremely tight risk management. Yes. Uh, have your stop losses and, and mm -hmm. uh, your exits planned out, especially when you enter a trade. It's not just about stop loss, know what your plan of action is for your exit on entering the trade and don't get greedy because it's starting to go up and you say, oh, but if it goes up this much further, I'll make this much more money. Well, if it, if it doesn't go that way and it goes opposite direction, you make zero money. So it's better to play it safe and take profits along the way. If you're trading, if you're an investor, keep your strategy, be be more long-term and don't worry about the noise of this, this these small movements. But if you are trading, definitely this is a time because we're still choppy. It's a time to still play it safe and make sure that you have confirmation through profit, not confirmation through bias. I love that. That's what we're trying to do here at the channel, guys. We're trying to keep it real. We're trying to make sure that we're not FOMOing you, but we also want to make sure that you guys know that, hey, yeah, there's a great opportunity in front of us. There is a phenomenal opportunity for Bitcoin to go into a big uptrend. It's currently at a local high. It has not been this high in quite some time. It's doing very well. It's above 42K. It's seeing a rally. It's at $43,500. That's great. We love that. That's phenomenal. We just want to make sure that you guys are not FOMOing in. And by the way, I know that somebody, I'm sure there's one person in the chat that's saying, Jeb, you're following into the disbelief part of the rally. It's disbelief. You just can't do that because it's disbelief. Well, yeah, you know, the thing is, every single time that a rally starts, you end up in that area of disbelief. And disbelief is not necessarily a bad thing. Just because you see disbelief whenever a rally is going to start, that does not 
that that's not a bad thing. Like I said, remember the whole mantra of innocent until proven guilty. Instead of innocent until proven guilty in crypto, let's say, you know, bearish until proven bullish. All I'm saying is I want confirmation, and I do think that that will occur. It's really all I got on that, but what I do want to do now is I want to throw it to Smay, and I want to get his, I want to get his take, because Smay, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the current cryptocurrency market. Do you think that the turtle market is about to be over, or is this just a false rally and some false hope? Oh, Smay, you there? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sleep. You know why I'm sleep? Because we're still in that range, boys. I, we're still in that turtle market range, and as, I don't care how many lines you break, we're still in that range. And I'll tell you what: <clears throat> once we're back to where I think people who bought towards the top are feeling a little bit less anxious, then I can say. But right now, there's still like people. Nobody. If a guy bought in at sixty, this guy they don't care that we're at forty three, forty four. You know, I like like Jeff said. Look, until until we see like a pretty substantial price rally, whatever. I mean, you're just. I mean, if you're a trader, this is a heyday. You want the little volatility so you can you know whatever make some profits. But as a you know as an investor, or at least the position I'm in, you know, dude, this is still a turtle market. I'm still asleep. There's nothing happening yet. Uh, you know, there's nothing to overly get too excited about until there's some proven uptrend. If, until we're, we like, like what uh, Jeb's saying, if we have continuous price movement and we, and I'm like convinced that we're still climbing, whether even if it's small climbing, if we're doing that long enough, then I can say, okay, I'm pretty confident where the direction we're headed. But one little rally up to 42, 44. I'm asleep, man. I'm asleep until it proves itself. You know what I mean? That's about it. That's all I have Smay, to say. I, I have another question for you, though. Somebody uh, in chat just said, uh, uh, Rob Rainon, Rainon? I don't know. So Re Rob said, the opposite of a turtle market is a hair market. Smay, when do you think we're going to go into a hair market? I think once we start seeing uh, institutions uh, getting into it, because I like the point, actually, Tim kind of alluded to, is saying, uh, you know, if... For any for any reason too, the institutions are trying to keep their hands away from Bitcoin, whether they need regulatory clarity or maybe they are still concerned about the environmental stuff. And who knows? Because the thing is, it, with in the political climate we're in, like you could get punished for doing things that are anti-climate friendly. You know, who knows? They I think they're smart. They're waiting for that regulatory clarity. They're waiting to know what the administrations are going to want to do when it comes to crypto or even just like uh, you know non-clean energy taxing or whatever, whatever that means, you know, whatever. Uh, that I think that until we see some pretty confident, like there's a confidence between the institutions and the retail and everybody, that's when we can see some big, huge price movements. But in the I, meantime, you know. I just still struggle with it. And this is, this is part of what I'm kind of get at. Jeb, try to, I wish I could ask people in chat, why? Like, why is it pumping right now? Like, why is Bitcoin pumping? Hope. And that, you know, actually, I want to ask you a question here that'll lead yeah. into that leads perfectly into that. Tim, we talked about that four point matrix on Thursday or Friday. I forgot where it was. We got the retail in crypto, the retail not in crypto. We got the institutions in crypto. We got the institutions not in crypto. We know that the institutions in crypto are buying because we can yes, see the whale wallets absolutely. buying Bitcoin. That's the only of the four factions right now that have been buying Bitcoin. Because the reason it's rallying, in my opinion, is because the retail that is in crypto is starting to buy. They got a little bit of hope. So, Tim, I want to ask you this. How do we, what order do those other three matrices, the retail in crypto, retail outside of crypto, and institutions outside of crypto, in what order do they start buying into Bitcoin? And at what levels 
do they start buying into Bitcoin? Do we need to see us hit $50,000 before the crypto retail trader starts buying Bitcoin in droves? Do we need to see it hit $55,000 for the retail outside of crypto to start buying in droves? Do we need to see $60,000 for the institutions outside of crypto to start buying in droves? What do we need to see for those factions to come online? The, the question I have is, what's the difference between right now and what it was four months ago, five months ago, six months ago? You know, have we really actually fixed the things that there were, you know, all those articles coming out that a lot of institutions wanted to see Bitcoin change a little bit? You know, one of them was the environmental detail. And, and, and that's what's kind of coming to light is that, like, you know, we thought it would be fixed when miners came to the United States. Now we're kind of sitting here saying, OK, you know, is, that's the whole idea of if Bitcoin is actually bad for the environment is a whole idea of itself. But perception is everything. And so if Bitcoin is perceived as being bad for the environment by these institutions, what has changed since that complaint came up? I don't think a lot has changed. I think things are coming actually to light to say that nothing has changed. So that's one of my things well, is uh, – I would disagree. I just think they're key. they keep moving the finish line. Oh, I, I agree. I agree but, with that, yeah. But, but what I'm saying, again, perception is everything. Yeah. I think that the perception has not changed. I think there's still environmental concerns. So, again, you – the, that's a whole can of worms you can jump into about yeah. if it's an environmental threat in the in the first place. But if it is perceived as so, has right. the level of education risen to convince them that that wasn't a threat in the first place? Or have things happened to say, okay, th those concerns we had about whether it was an environmental d disaster or not, have those been dealt with? And the answer is no. So that's my first point on that one. Second of all, we, we kind of were sitting in this place with waiting on what was happening with the Fed news. Uh, we, you know, we had obviously the bearish news coming out with uh, the, the, the Russia, Ukraine kind of uh, kerfuffle. Yes, I mean, the pump started right after that report came out about the 467,000 jobs. I don't think that that was a massive story worth pumping, but I think that some people got excited about it. I also know that in all reality, longs and shorts have actually played a very little role in this price action. It actually has a lot to do with that spot ETF uh, price action being above where it needed to be, which is great. But what I'm saying is technical analysis gets thrown out. I will agree with people that sometimes technical analysis is irrelevant when new fundamentals happen, mm -hmm. when massive news stories break, when things change. My problem with the current price is that nothing actually has changed. Now, there's some hope being driven. There are people who are ready. You, it's kind of like that concept of the, the disease that cannot be named that hit the, the world so hard. When, when we started being allowed to come back out and interact with people, there was a lot of chaos happening. People came out and wanted everything to be back to normal. And that's just not necessarily how it went down. In the same boat, I think people got really bored of the, the bad Bitcoin price and the bearish pressure got loose. And so those who really wanted Bitcoin to rally quickly have been very adamant. They've been very loud. They want to. Have, and by the way, I want Bitcoin to rally very quickly. I hope people don't think I'm an enemy of Bitcoin. I'm just saying I'm looking at the charts. I'm looking at the fundamentals. I'm looking at the news. And I do think we are in a season where we're ready to rally. But I just don't think anything has happened on the charts or fundamentally to cause that. And that's why I, I, I'm going to hold to, I think, well, that this is potentially hang a Hang out. I, here's why I disagree with you. Yeah, go for it. I actually agree with your argument, but it's completely flipped. Go for it. The whole, I don't think anything has changed. I don't think anything's changed from the bull market. I don't think anything has changed from saying we should be in an uptrend right now. I think the thing that was happening is that we were suppressed for the last three months because of the news, because of quarter one coming in and not, not a lot of people spending money in quarter one, because of the FUD coming out of the Fed, because of the fact that Bitcoin rallied too far. I actually, the reason I disagree with you is because I look at it the exact opposite. I think that the 
fundamentals and the underlying intrinsics say that we should be going to the upside. And in fact, nothing has changed. No, something has changed. A lot of the FUD articles disappeared and people are now seeing that we should be going to the upside. So I want to hear your take on that. But number two, I also want to ask you this, and then we'll throw it to Kelly after this. Yeah. Um, what impact do you think tax season is going to have on this? A lot of people are going to be getting tax returns relatively soon. Could they be spending those to buy Bitcoin if Bitcoin is in an uptrend? Yay. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so, but I don't think that's happening just yet. Agreed. And, and I, I completely agree with you. It, it all depends on what chart you're looking at. If we're looking at weekly charts, I think that we're sitting in a great bullish spot. It's when we go down to the daily chart that I'm like, okay, I don't think the daily chart has flipped fully bullish yet. And and so I'm not saying that we're not in a spot on those big time frames to rally. We do have the bullish RSI divergence on the weekly chart. We do have a lot of things happening on the weekly, the monthly that, that actually give me hope that this we're still in a continuation of an uptrend. When I say that nothing has changed, you're absolutely right. Nothing has changed in the bull market, but what causes to come back down was the FUD, yes. was the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and was the stories of, of question marks that have not been answered. So what I'm saying is that I, I, when I see all of that, again, I go back to the, that that question of nothing has changed, so watch these things play out. Again, when we hit 33,000 with a wick, we were not certain yet that that was going to be the bottom, mm -hmm. okay? What that means is that institutions and whales, they weren't sure yet if they should buy or not. Yes, we had some buy at 46. Yes, we had some buy at 42, which is why I do believe that we're going to be moving bullish. However, I don't think they got their fill. I think that they're still hungry for a lower level price. I could be wrong. Maybe we don't even need to go all the way back down to 33. Maybe it just goes back down into the 30s around 36, 37. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I just don't think that the whales and institutions have gotten what they really have come for. And again, nothing has changed. So therefore, why not bring the price back down? And people are going to hate that. People aren't going to like that. Again, I was of the same opinion months ago. It's like, hey, there's no reason to go down anymore. Let's just go. And that's just not how it works when the, the market's being manipulated the way it's being manipulated right now. Absolutely. Uh, well, can I say one last thing? Go right ahead. This is, I, I actually am like, why are we even using the word pump? You know what I mean? Like, this is not a pump. It's a little, little pump. It's a little pump. That's all I had to say. <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly, I'm going to throw it to you, and then uh, we're going to jump into our uh, Super Chats and intermission. Kelly, do you see any on-chain metrics that would back up that idea that we should be in an uptrend right now, and we're actually starting to move back in that direction of where we should be going? Well, first thing I want to address is I, I think you are absolutely right, Jeb, uh, in that uh, the way the mark, the, all the underlying uh, foundational aspects of Bitcoin have only only become more bullish uh, in the last year. Uh, and the fact that we've had this huge range we've traded in for over a year now, basically 30 to 60 K with a little bit of outlier, uh, you know, above the 64, 68 K level, uh, even on the sell off all the way down, uh, the, especially the second uh, top at 68 coming down, the whale, the whale buys have only increased. They haven't uh, uh, really gone down. The long-term holders are holding uh, or accumulating at key levels. Short-term holders have driven this price down, uh, which is incredible that, you know, what is it like something like 15% around 16% of the market is illiquid supply. So that means of the 16% of supply that's available, only the short-term short holders, which is a small percentage, uh, and only, a, I think it was around 30% of those have sold and capitulated. So this very small amount of the market has basically controlled this, uh, this driving force downward. Uh, and so that's interesting. And one of the things I wanted to say right before I have two or three metrics, I'm going to go over really quickly is that uh, I want to say exactly in support with what Smey was saying is that right now, although we should 
still be in a full on bull trend uh, without this ma- this massive down- downward price action we've had over the last month, uh, month and a half, almost two months now, is the fact that as we're going up, these key levels right here, these red lines, these horizontal lines I have, the, because this is still uncertain and exactly with what Tim was saying as well, uh, we still could be coming down to fill the, that liquidity on the lower end and get the institutional buys fully fleshed out that we that that all of us are speculating could, is very likely to still happen. And that's because because of this uncertainty and because the, the weakness of the mar- market means that it's very easy for big money to move the price to, cap- to capitulate it down for these small, uh, the short term holders uh, to get those orders filled a little prices and that's evident with these major support uh, these major resistance levels that we still have to break because all of these on every step of the way up there's going to be massive amounts of uh, take profits for people that are trading these ranges these lower ranges so be very careful don't just because we broke the 14-day ema and when we break the you know we've broken the 20-day sma that doesn't mean we're on full-on bull because we still have ranges where traders are going to be taking profit at the this uh, 45k level the 50 50 to 52 K level, and especially the 65 to 68 K level in reality, 52 K level is excellent. But until we break this, the old, the previous all time high at 68, we're not going to have true confidence for retail. The, the, I don't want to call it dumb money, but this uneducated money in terms of educated on the market. Uh, unfortunately, retail doesn't come in until after we're at, we're at prices they shouldn't be buying, you know? So that's, that's kind of funny, yeah. but to, to take that further, looking at the, this is a, a, a basically, uh, floor ba- uh, para- para- parabola bands that Plan C has created with uh, basically floor price, dip price, distribution levels, and basically top, uh, basically projected top of, of, of where we should be based on metrics like the, the mayor multiple uh, and some other metrics that he's incorporated in this. And you can see here, we've already bounced off this, this floor price level, but that doesn't mean, look at this, we bounced one, two, three, four times here. Uh, and in strong bull markets, we only bounced at the dip level. So we still have, we still we're not very clear yet. We have hit this floor floor level, but that doesn't mean that it, it's the the floor that's only going to be hit once. Sometimes we hit it three, four, five times. So it is still a, a safe range. We still need to play it. We're still in the play it safe range. So don't be super exuberant just because we got a two, three thousand dollar pump. Uh, this is highlights exactly what Tim was saying about this hidden bullish divergence on the weekly. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people last week were calling him silly for saying this because we're still only going to go down. But you know. These divergences are real. The uh, the just straight up RSI divergence without it being hidden, where the RSI is up and the price is uh, lower, those tend to play out a little more aggressively. But these hidden uh, RSI divergences are not to be ignored either, and we're seeing it right now with this positive price action. Uh, this is another. This is a spin output profit ratio, and you can see this trend we've had. We've outlined it in red, yellow, uh, blue, and green. And we, if if we were to be playing out the same sort of uh, uh, action based on that this orange line is uh, this the, the soper as we call it uh, for short we're playing out the same thing this doesn't mean it's going to happen but if we are going to play out this fractal then we may just be seeing upside for here and there's a lot of these on-chain metrics that some traders are looking at uh i don't want to say more exclusively but more heavily and so with that being said some of these metrics i think can be manipulated i don't think this data is manipulated yeah. but the fact that the fact that big money is seeing people play off these these uh, output these uh on-chain metrics they may put it make the price do something completely opposite of that yeah. because they can use that liquidity to their advantage. And the last thing I'll show is this right here, which is basically short-term holders, uh, 
it could signify that a bottom has been put in, but I want to emphasize again, a bottom having being put in doesn't mean that it's only going to be touched once. We could still come back down, but right now it's just a, a, a trade it safe range and the CME futures are starting to show that uh, that could be one more thing. Uh, the futures are, are, are basically the traders, the, the contract premiums are starting to indicate that the bias is starting to shift, which could be a good thing, but all to say, it's still in the zone right now that we shouldn't be going all in on our directions because we still need some confirmations to see where that's going to go. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Kelly. Thank you very much for that, guys. What we're going to do now is we're going to jump into a period of intermission. We're going to read some of your super chats. We've got a lot of member chats. We Thank do. you guys yeah. so much to all of our members. Guys, if you want to help to support this channel and really go deep with our community, I encourage you to hit that join button. The link is right below. If you hit join, you can sign up for the membership. You can get a bunch of different perks. There's different merch discounts for cryptojeb.com forward slash merch if you want to grab any of our merchandise. You'll get different uh, tiers of merch discounts and even a little bit of free merch if you join our memberships. So make sure you check that out. And by the way, guys, I do want to mention today's show is brought to you by TradingView. TradingView is the charting software that I have been using every single day since I joined the cryptocurrency space. It's literally the charting software that I do everything on. And if you sign up with TradingView with the link in the description box down below, not only will you be getting access to a phenomenal technical indicator and technical, uh, charting, pa uh, technical charting tool, you will also be helping to support this channel. So make sure you sign up down below. With the TradingView Premium, you'll be able to get up to 20 different paid indicators. You're going to be able to get uh, about four times more uh, history on the chart than you would without a paid account. You're going to be able to get a lot of different server-side alerts, ton of different things you can do with that paid version of TradingView. If you're a professional trader, then you're going to need that paid version of TradingView to get access to all of its functionality. If you sign up down below, you will be helping to support this channel. But let's go ahead and read some super I want to, can I, can I say one thing real quick? Sure I just realized uh, I hadn't, because I'm using a new office setup. I just realized after I did all that, I thought I had shared my screen. I didn't. So for all the, the four charts that I just shared, if you go to my Twitter, I just reshared them all. It's just at Kelly Kellum. Yep. I, I, you can check those for reference. And I apologize about that. Boom sauce. The first super chat we're going to read uh, Friday. We missed this. So Siobhan Goley, I told him uh, via email that we would read his first. So uh, super chat for Friday. How, how fundamentally strong is SXP swipe token? And shout out, please, from Jeb. So I don't know if you answered the first part. Shout out to you, my friend. What is it? Siobhan Goley. Siobhan Goley. Shout out to you, Siobhan Goley. Thank you so very much for that super chat. As far as swipe token, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Kelly, would you be familiar with that? I, I haven't even ever heard of it. I've never heard okay. of it. Well, so. Sorry, man. Uh, sorry, man. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. Crypto, and I think that's JMP. Crypto Jump is a new Jebi Youngling. Woo, so thank you. Welcome. That's one. We have another. We have a new yo, Jebi Knight. Yo, hang on. Speaking of the Jebi Knights and Jebi Younglings, who saw that episode five or episode six of the Book of Boba Fett? Whoa. Whoa. Episode right there. That if you haven't seen episode. that, you need to see. Smay, did you see that? I saw it. You, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, y'all yeah. need to see yeah. that if you haven't already. Go watch some Jedi stuff. Uh, Air Crypto <laughs> 0420. Air Crypto, not 0420. Air Crypto 420 is just became a Jedi Knight. So there's another Woo. new member. Uh, Somebody else yeah, becoming I, a Jedi Knight. <laughs> Dennis Pizarka, member for five months as a Jedi Grandmaster, said, Where can we find Bitcoin's futures for Friday? That is normally posted by Cointelegraph. They will, if you type in Cointelegraph Bitcoin futures, they normally have an article there. And then they'll break it down what the pain price is and whether the, you know, the puts or the calls are going to win out uh, based on what price the uh, it, it ends at. Normally, Cointelegraph is a good place to go and find that. Mm. All right, we got an, another one from another member, Crypto Alchemist, saying, uh, "Proud to hit another Jedi Knight milestone today." I'm, so he's been a member for five months. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm grateful for the info you all provide to us. Do you have any idea the reason why? 
the, there's a heavy pump on XRP following the market or potential news with the SEC new case, uh, SEC case. To my knowledge, now Tim or Kelly, have you guys seen any or Smay? Have it, have you guys seen any news about the SEC case? No, I, I, I personally haven't. I think what's going on there is that XRP is one of those cryptocurrencies that's very far down from all time high. So whenever some bullishness comes in, a lot of bullishness comes in for XRP. I think it's just rallying quite a bit because of uh, the way that the cryptocurrency market is moving. I think it's just moving quite a bit because the rest of the crypto market is. By the way, guys, we're 20 likes away from a thousand likes. Smash that like button. Let's get 1250. Uh, the Bitcoinologist uh, said, who's been a member for four months now is a Jedi Knight, said, thank you for all you do. We, you need a Smay Day where he lets his Goldilocks down. Uh, let down your hair, Smay, Smay Punzel. If we get to 1,500 likes before the stream is over, Smay, will you let your hair down? No. No? And the only reason why is that I was kind of in a hurry and I didn't get to like shampoo and condition my hair, so Aww. it's probably not going to flow very well. Aww. It's going uh, to be like I'm just a flop and okay, it's not going to be very good. So Last members chat from CryptoSec guy, Jeffrey. Remember for five months as Jedi Knight said, Tim, oof. Tim, get ready, buddy. A week's worth of pineapple pizza is coming to the office on me. <laughs> Let's go oh. Bitcoin. Uh, Jeff, I'm not going to eat a single slice. Oh, my gosh. So if you send it, that's, you know, yeah, that's on you. I'm, I'm trying, Taylor I'm trying to it. lose weight, not Taylor, gain Taylor weight. loves pineapple pizza, so she'll she'll eat all of it probably. Uh, we'll move on. A couple, uh, couple super chats we have here. Um, Taryn Crypto said, good morning. I'm a crypto educator with a focus on DeFi. Do you guys use Osmosis? It is, it's the biggest DEX on Cosmos and has 2.6 billion micro cap. I haven't personally used it. Kelly or Tim, have you guys used it? I've uh, I've looked into it. It's a really really nice Dex. And Adam uh, uh, Cosmos is uh, uh, incredible. I mean, it's a really it's one of those projects that for me it's a it's like a must have in your portfolio because it's similar to Polkadot in that you know in the sense that it's a intra intra chain sort of uh, platform. And they're doing it. They have incredible amount of stuff going on in terms of total value locked and use cases. Uh, and their Dex is 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 uh, great. I don't I don't I don't do a lot of Dex swapping. I do uh, more uh, strategic investment buying, and then uh, I have a, a few coins that I will periodically trade on uh, uh, more like multi-week uh, multi-week trading strategies. Until the market is in a defined trend, it's silly to trade. So I like I like to kind of wait until I get a very clear trend, and mm -hmm. then I'll do a lot more trading to uh, basically take profits on a, on a smaller amount of a trading portfolio that I use. I am very disappointed in our chat. We have a lot of trolls in chat. I said, does pineapple belong on pizza? And it's a straight 50-50 split right now between yes and no. Can I mean, you believe that? That means 50% of the people are wrong. That Exactly. 50% of the people are wrong. It's literally exactly 50-50 right now. What the heck? Hey, real quick, before we move on, I'm going to answer something in chat. Uh, this is true. And again, so we might not always be right on our price predictions, but we do the best we can to keep our promises. We were supposed to do H-Bar on Friday. Oh, yeah? We didn't do it. Okay, well, we can do H-Bar. I, th I think it's fair. Let's let's do H-Bar TA real quick before we move on with the rest of the Yeah, we're going to do H-Bar, and then we're going to move into our snapshots over on Kadena, Avax, Cardano, and Sheep. So yeah, we'll start with H-Bar. Let's go ahead and do it. It's up 6%. Uh, actually, it's up 5.59%. It just dropped a little bit over the last 24 hours. Ranked number 32, Hedera. This is a cryptocurrency that we have a lot of big fans of in the chats. That's 26.6 cents, worth roughly $5 billion market capitalization. If we go over to its chart, let's do a little two-minute technicals on it. We can see, uh, let's go to Binance US, boom sausage, there we go. H-Bar has been trading sideways more or less for the last 10 or 11 months. It has been moving sideways for almost a year, currently sitting at 26 cents. Its all-time high is up here at 58 cents. And if we just go ahead and draw a trend line, then we will be able to see, I can already tell you, if we just draw through these lines right here, that is currently sitting below a pretty major downtrend. This is pretty interesting because H-Bar is also 
sitting right above a pretty major uptrend. So what you can see here on this chart is that it's more or less been in a symmetrical triangle pattern for the last year. And that means that it is losing volatility, but that that volatility may come back in a major way relatively soon. You can see we're currently testing this downtrend and it has rallied over the last 14 days, 33%. So quite a bit of big bullish movement on that price action jumped from 20 cents. Now, what I'm looking at right here is I'm looking at lower lows and I have not pre-analyzed this chart. I have not looked at HBAR in a couple of weeks, so I don't know if this is the case, but I have a feeling that there's some bullish RSI divergence. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. Okay, there is. That's called chart vision. Guys, I've been working in crypto markets for five years, not trying to pat myself on the back, but I am telling you that after you've been in crypto for a while, sometimes you can look at a chart and just say, yeah, I got a feeling that something's going on there. That's what I was thinking, that there was bullish RSI divergence, and there actually is. Here on the daily chart, you can see there's a downtrending level of support on the on that price action uptrending level of support on the RSI that's phenomenal daily chart RSI sitting up here around 58 that does mean that the bulls are squarely back in control at least they are for the time being we're also bullish on MACD last time we had a bullish MACD cross H bar would go on to rally 54 uh, 55% so that's great a lot of volatility in this project if you're a trader you're definitely going to get a lot of joy out of trading this project the three daily chart is where I really look to to see if there's going to be a major price tr uh, trend change and you can see right here on the three daily chart the last time we saw a major bullish MACD cross was back around the end of July after that occurred H bar would rally 250% in the span of 50 days well as you can see just like on Bitcoin right now it is breaking bullish and uh, having a bullish MACD cross that's a good sign is a bullish trend confirmation again just like on Bitcoin we want to see seven to ten days of bullishness come into play on this market and we're also seeing that we have a bullish uh, a bullish uh, cross of the 14 uh, 14 interval moving average on the three daily chart RSI we can also see that there is a slight uh this is not technically bullish rsi divergence you could argue that this is flat and that that would be a type of bullish rsi divergence not very strong but there is technically some bullish rsi divergence showing up there on the three daily chart and if we look out to the weekly chart we can see that we're looking to have a bullish macd cross in the next couple of weeks if we're able to sustain this uptrend and if we get back up above 50 then that would be a very good sign getting above this moving average uh the technicals basically say that h bar is set up very similar to Bitcoin. It's attempting an uptrend, but it needs to confirm it. So there you go. That is my take on HBAR. It actually has a very similar uh, take that the rest of the crypto markets do. It needs to see uh, certain things come into play, like being bullish and above this downtrend for seven to 10 days. That's what I would say about HBAR. The same I would say about Bitcoin. Now, I'm briefly going to look at Ethereum. We're going to be very brief on ETH because we talk about ETH pretty much every single day, but I do want to give you a bit of an update. Then we're going to jump into KDA, AVAX, Cardano, and SHIB. Right now, Ethereum is actually in a pretty solid uh, spot. It has broken bullish above this downtrending level of resistance, which is great. It is broken above $2,800, which is great. It's now currently trying to break above $3,000 and stay above $3,000, which is phenomenal. The next level I want to see happen, uh, the next level I want to see Ethereum go to is $3,400, and I want to see it get up above there and stay above there. Just like on Bitcoin, it has some very similar uh, things that I want to see it do. Namely, I want to see a bullish MACD cross come into play and stay in play for 7 to 10 days on the 3 daily chart. I also want to see the bullish RSI, uh, RSI stay above the 14-day moving average for, th for 7 to 10 days. I also want to see RSI get above 50. I want to see some bullish confirmations coming into play, guys, because right now what we're seeing on Bitcoin and what we're seeing on uh, Ethereum could very well be dead cat bounces. The good news is on the longer term time frames, I'm talking about the weekly chart here, there is some massive bullish RSI divergence showing up on ETH, as you can see right here and right here. That is a very good sign, and we're also seeing bullish MACD divergence. Those are all wonderful things that indicate that this market has the potential to go into a major uptrend. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and run relatively quickly through some of these other altcoins. Kadena is a cryptocurrency that you guys ask about quite a bit. We look at it quite a lot considering 
that it is a cryptocurrency that's not massive on coin market cap, but it is in the top 100. If we bring up Kadena, we can see it's ranked number 80, worth just over a billion dollars, and it's up 20% today. It is a cryptocurrency that's attempting to have, you know, it's, it's attempting to have a fixed supply, and it's supposed to be uh, another basically cryptocurrency. There are layer twos that you can build on top of it. I do believe it has smart contract functionality, but the point is that it's supposed to be another cryptocurrency. A lot of people are very bullish on it. As far as its price is concerned, it is currently got, it has currently gotten back up above seven dollars. The reason that that's significant is because seven dollars is the previous level of resistance that Kadena was testing back in October of 2021. It needed to get above $7 back then, and it did. It rallied all the way up to uh, $28, rallied 300% in eight days. So there's definitely moonshot potential here. The good news is also that Kadena was in a bear flag, and that bear flag could have very easily pushed it far to the downside. You can see it was actually not a bear flag. It was actually a bear pennant. This bear pennant could have pushed it really far to the downside, depending on how you draw this. Even a conservative prediction would have put it going down to $2.50. And I believe the last time we talked about it, we said, hey, look, that's in the cards, and you got to be careful of that. If Bitcoin goes into a big downtrend, Kadena could go down to below $5. At the moment, that's not what's happening, though. And at the moment, if we look at the daily chart, it is attempting to form an uptrend. Now, just like on Bitcoin, these altcoins move very similar to Bitcoin, especially in major times of market reversal. We're seeing a bullish MACD cross right here. We're seeing that RSI is pushed above 50. Those are all great things. Out on the three daily chart, though, we have not seen MACD cross bullish. We have barely seen RSI cross above the 14 interval moving average. So I want to see these markets rally and sustain a rally for a little bit longer. It's the same thing I'm saying on Bitcoin, guys. That's why I'm running through these altcoins pretty quickly. They all have, you know, different technical indicators, but they're all basically saying the same thing. Hey, get confirmation. That's what we're seeing. So Kadena looks like it's in a good spot. This rally is going to be driven by whether or not Bitcoin is able to sustain to sustain its uptrend and whether or not its fundamentals are in play and also whether or not it's able to get above those important levels that I just broke down and stay above them for a while. Another thing I'll add onto that before we move on is that a $10 Kadena is a very important thing for you to look out for. If Kadena is able to get above $10, it's going to be breaking previous support right here, breaking previous resistance right here, and then it would probably be in a strong uptrend. So be looking out for a $10 Kadena. Above that is what I would call a major bullish zone. Right now, everything above $6 and below $10 is pretty much the market trying to decide whether it wants to go into a big uptrend or a big downtrend. So that's what I would say on KDA. Now, I just did TA on three different altcoins. Tim, I want to throw it to you. Do you have any take on any of those altcoins before I move on? Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of sitting in a boat where Full I thing. still check on those and I want to see what's happening, but you're going to find a lot of similarities in what's happening on Bitcoin. So I'm waiting for not just a small breakout. I'm waiting for a confirmation breakout on Bitcoin before I start saying that these coins are going to split off and start doing their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. We are locked in right now and everything's really moving together, especially around times of major market reversals, guys. Whenever you see the market have a major shift, you typically see the entire market line up together. Just take a look here at the top 10. Look at all of these charts right here about four to five days ago. This is when a big market reversal happened. Pretty much every single chart in the span of about five days ago to about three days ago, right in here, they all almost look identical. Why is that? It's because all the markets move together whenever they are having a major market-wide reversal. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, the altcoin analysis is important right now, and there are certain things that are going to apply only to the altcoins, but at the same time, there is quite a bit that's applying to the altcoins that uh, is basically just the exact same thing as what we're seeing on Bitcoin. Now, as far as Avalanche is concerned, if you don't know what AVAX is, it's a, la it's a uh, layer one uh, protocol that is designed to be able to process a ton of transactions, build decentralized applications, smart contracts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's worth $20 billion right now. I personally think it's worth every single penny. And I do think that it being up 11% today makes a lot of sense. Avalanche is one of the easiest to scale cryptocurrencies uh, as far as transactional throughput. 
of everything in the top 20. I would say Cardano's up there as well. It is doing a very good job fundamentally, and I do like the project, and I am personally invested in it, full disclosure on that. Over the last 14 days, we have seen that AVAX has rallied from $53 all the way up to $85. That means it has rallied 58% in 16 days, and it better rally 58% in 16 days because it crashed 58% in 31 days. So I'm really happy to see it rallying, but I'm also very happy to see it above $80. $80 is a critical level of support and resistance here on AVAX, on Avalanche, and we needed to see this market rally above this. It's a great sign that that has happened. I'm very excited about that fact. Now, at the same time, we have bullish MACD on daily chart, just like we saw on Bitcoin, just like we saw on Ethereum, just like we saw on everything. And the RSI is also in a very strong uptrend. The RSI on daily charts also got above 50. But if we look at the three daily chart, it has not. It's currently right below 50. And we have not seen a bullish MACD cross. So this is another point I want to make here, guys. The altcoins are lagging behind Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. These altcoins have not seen a bullish MACD cross on three daily chart yet. Whereas over on Bitcoin, you can see that it's just occurred. We are seeing that the altcoins are about five to seven days behind. Bitcoin. And that basically means that if Bitcoin has just had a big rally, then there's good reason to expect that the altcoins might be about to have a big rally. I've talked about something called the altcoin engine on the channel before. Haven't talked about it recently because it's not really been in a pl- in play, but there's a there's this idea during a bull market which I do think we're in a bull market, but we're continuing into a bigger rally again, where Bitcoin will rally, and then as it's on its downstroke, then we'll see the altcoins rally, and then as the altcoins are on their downstroke, Bitcoin will rally. And it's almost like you know a, a four-stroke engine or a, just uh, an internal combustion engine. One piston rallies while the other's going down, and then they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and that's kind of what we see happen. Bitcoin goes up, altcoins go down. Altcoins go up, Bitcoin goes down. Altcoins go up, Bitcoin goes down, etc. And I think that's what we're going to see happen here. Bitcoin just took the first stroke. It has had it has had the first uh, you know full stroke it's 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 rallied for the first time it's gone up and now as it's kind of calming down a little bit we're going to see the altcoins take a rally and i think that's what we're seeing happen right now with projects like avax being up you know 58% in the span of just the last few days as far as avalanche itself though outside of just the broader cryptocurrency markets, I think that what we need to see on Avalanche is we need to see quite a bit more volume. We don't see a ton of volume down here. We don't see a ton of volume on Bitcoin for that matter, but we don't see a lot of volume on Avalanche. I want to see more volume come into play. And the next major level that I want to see it get to is $100. I want to see it break above $100. If it breaks above $100 and goes through the same confirmations that I talked about earlier, like Lux Algo being bullish, which by the way, it does not have a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo yet. Trendcatcher has not turned green. If it gets above 100, it has a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo. It does what I talked about on the three daily chart with the bullish MACD cross and RSI going up above 50, and it has a bullish MACD, a bullish Lux Algo flash on three daily chart. I'll be bullish on it. I do think that Avalanche has the potential to go to well over $200, but I do think that we're going to need to see some more confirmation. I personally think it would be unwise to jump into a long on Avalanche just yet. I would wait for a little bit more confirmation. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a look at Cardano, then we're going to look at Sheeb, and then we're going to jump back into reading some super chats. So, Cardano, the coin of the hour. You guys know I'm a big fan of ADA. I'm a big fan of Charles Hoskinson. It is a project that I've been watching very closely for the last year, and I've really dived a lot into in the last month or so. I am a big investor in Cardano because I firmly believe in the founder, I firmly believe in the vision, and I firmly believe in the technology. Those are the three reasons I'm investing in Cardano. I think Charles Hoskinson is a thought leader. I think he's going to get the front page of Time Magazine one day. I think what he is doing is going to be one of the major thought leaders uh, driving the cryptocurrency space forward over the next 10 years. He's a very opinionated guy, and I love his opinions, but the fact that he's very opinionated makes him very attractive to television, makes him very attractive to YouTube. He's going to get his word and his name and his, and his opinion and his ideas out there, and he also 
cares very deeply about people. He cares much more about people than he does about price. He's made that very clear, not only through his words, but also through his actions. Now, there's also the vision of Cardano. The vision of Cardano, they want to provide decentralized identification tools and a, a, a blockchain-enabled tools to a couple billion people and help pull them out of poverty by helping them to have identification by helping them to work in a modern 21st century economy. That is a very noble vision. And if you provide value to a couple billion people, guess what? That's going to provide value to your token price. And that's why I believe Cardano will be worth over $20 by the end of the decade. And then also the technology. It's a very well-substantiated wealth of technology. Everything that happens on Cardano is backed up by a scientific paper, which is peer-reviewed. When that occurs, they can be very confident in the technology. There's always going to be bugs, but whenever an update rolls out to Cardano, it has been looked at by hundreds of different blockchain and data scientists to make sure that there's not going to be a bunch of game-breaking bugs or, or cryptocurrency-breaking bugs that go into the project. Therefore, the project takes longer to develop, but it's also built right. And because of that, I think it's going to stand the test of time. So those are the three major reasons I like Cardano. But as far as its price is concerned, it's currently sitting above a dollar. It has not broken below a dollar ever since it rallied above a dollar other than a couple of little scam wicks here and there. At the moment, it isn't a rally, and it is rallying back up to $1.20. It has rallied 20% in the last four days. That's great. As far as the technicals on Cardano are concerned, there is bullish MACD and RSI divergence on the daily chart. Those things are phenomenal, and I think this in pairing with the fact that the Plutus backend has come online and we're starting to see smart contracts. We actually saw a 20% jump in the number of Cardano smart contracts in a day about a week and a half ago. It jumped from, I want to say, like 90 to 110, something like that. It was a massive jump. We're also seeing launches of things like we're seeing launches of things like Sunday Swap. A lot of the Layer 2, uh, a big part of the Layer 2 ecosystem on top of Cardano is being built out. You got the Cardano Alliance coming into play and helping with all of that. A lot of major groundbreaking updates happening on Cardano. They got big launches coming out. They just increased the block size from 72 kilobytes to 80 kilobytes. They increased the size of uh, the back end with smart contracts from, I think, 12.5 to 14 million. A lot of big updates coming to Cardano. Remember, guys, price is downstream of fundamentals. You don't have to worry about the price if you build a good product, and that's what Cardano is doing. So as far as the technicals are concerned, the technicals are a little boring right now, to be honest with you, but the fundamentals are amazing, and for that reason, I'm very excited about Cardano for the next 10 years. Final one we're going to talk about here, SHIB. Shiba Inu. Sheeb, Sheeb, Sheeb. We're always hating on Sheeb. Jeb, why do you hate Sheeb so much? Jeb, why do you hate on Dogecoin so much? Jeb, SafeMoon, shouldn't I buy this? Why do you hate on SafeMoon so much? Okay, let me be clear. I'm not trying to hate on these projects. What I am trying to do is make sure that you're safe. Because my genuine 100% conviction is that I was given this platform by God, and I want to help to preach the gospel and share that with you guys, and I also want to help you guys achieve financial sovereignty because I believe that the way that you will find fulfillment and joy in your life is walking in the purpose that has been outlined before you. I want to help you run the race that has been outlined before you. The way that I can help you to do that is by achieving financial sovereignty. I want to help you gain control over your finances, take back control of your finances from the government that doesn't have your best interest at heart, take back control of your finances from the banks that don't have your best interest at heart, and take back your future from the grips of poverty because you don't understand how to work with your money. I want to help you to achieve financial sovereignty. That is control over your finances rather than your finances controlling you. That is my vision. That is what I want to do. That is how I want to help and serve you. That is why I come into work every single day and do what I do. Every single time I make a piece of content, I ask myself, does this content help someone achieve financial sovereignty? I don't believe investing in Dogecoin or Shiba Inu is a good way of achieving financial sovereignty. That is why I'm against them. 
That being said, something very interesting is happening on the price action of SHIB, and I should show you this because it is a $15 billion cryptocurrency. This is what I want to show you. On SHIB, on the log chart, there is a downtrend that has been in play ever since October 28th of 2021. This downtrend, as of two days ago, has been broken. The reason that I'm showing you this is because for once, I'm going to tell you that there might actually be a logical argument to buy a little bit of SHIB. Not a ton, but maybe just a little bit. Maybe a little moon bag. Here's why. Shiba Inu, for all of its faults and for the and, for, and despite the fact that it doesn't have a lot of functionality, and yes, I get it, we're working on functionality on the back end. Try to beat out a Cardano or an Ethereum that's been working on layer one protocols and smart contract platforms for eight years. You're not going to be able to compete, Sheeb. It's just not going to happen. But it does have a very strong community that can cause major pumps. And when it does break a downtrend like this, and when it has rallied, 56% in four days. The mainstream media could pick up on this relatively soon and pump this price very hard. So I'm not telling you to go and buy a ton of sheep. I'm not even saying put 1% of your portfolio in sheep. But to be honest with you, a tiny little moon bag in sheep right now might not be a terrible idea that you might hold for a week or two and then be very conservative with. Say, okay, I doubled my money. Okay, I went up 40%. Okay, I'm going to pull out. I'm not going to get overly enthusiastic. But to be honest with you guys, I don't like sheep. But I will tell you when there's an opportunity, there might be a small opportunity for a pump over the next couple of days. It is up 40% today, and we have seen how the pumpamentals on these coins work. Whenever it goes into a big uptrend like this, there is reason to believe that the that the community could come in and rally this thing quite a bit. So, Tim, what is your take on Sheeb? Do you think it's about to have a massive FOMO-driven pump, and is there an opportunity here that we could take advantage of logically? Well, so I well, I got to start by admitting I'm not that invested into the Sheeb community in terms of knowing what they're talking about and what they're doing. I'm not invested in it, so I don't check in all the time. However, Sheeb is one of those projects that has a very strong community. We've talked about that I think last week, uh, the, the, power of having a strong community on a coin is one of the reasons why it's actually a, probably a decent coin to to actually be used. Uh, Sheeb is different than Dogecoin. I think I'm I'm a big Dogecoin uh, hater. Sheeb has a couple things that are different, but what I will say, I agree that this is not one of my long-term uh, HODL coins. However, one of the reasons why we saw a price uptick recently is within the last 24 hours, we had 56.3 million coins burned all right and what's a little bit even more enticing is that next weekend there's a lot of uh, speculation they don't know the exact number but there's a lot of speculation that the largest burn party is going to happen on sheep and just to kind of put that in, in your uh, I'm, I'm looking for the exact number the largest one up to this point december 26 was 239 million tokens they're saying that this next one this next weekend is going to be the biggest uh, even bigger than that so it's interesting. I don't think I'm going to trade sheep. I still think I'm going to stay away from it, especially doing things that I don't – I'm not going to invest in the community that much. I don't know that much about it. However, uh, I will say for anyone who is currently invested in sheep or anyone who is doing their research, they're probably saying, Tim, you're absolutely right. This is a time that people will probably make some profit off of it. And the reason why is because that news is huge. It's not just about looking at these charts because if I were to do nothing but look at the sheep chart right now, there's actually a case that we're at a top right now. We're going to correct back down. There's bearish divergence. There's you know, we're the top of Bollinger Bands, all this stuff. But knowing that this next coming weekend, there's going to be another not just burn, but the biggest burn of all times. I'm like, OK, that is a piece of news. 
news. That is something fundamental that I will have to look at that rather than looking at the charts. And I do believe that's going to be bullish for Sheeb. I don't think some people are saying like, this is going to be the rally that gets us up to one cent. I don't think that's happening. Sheeb's not going to one cent. That's not going to happen. I will make that prediction very clear. (laughs) could you, could you potentially make some money in a trade on Sheeb? I do believe potentially will. Now I'm not, I want to make very clear. I don't know how much. I don't think that the charts will be able to show you that whatsoever. Jeb and I don't know that much about Sheeb to be able to tell you how much you'd be able to make. But if you are invested in Sheeb, if you are someone who pays attention to what's happening, keep that in your mind because that is very, very, yeah. very bullish news for Sheeb Inu. For Sheeb to go to a billion, to, for Sheeb to go to $1, it would need to be worth $549 trillion, which is uh, the entire human race's existence is worth about a, a quadrillion dollars. So yeah. Sheeb would have to make up half of the value of literally everything in existence. So it's not going to a dollar. I can say that with 100% certainty if it maintains its current supply. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and someone's pointing on t- the math on that. That's not that much. It's only $6,700. The point is that th- it's the news that surrounds it, and it's the community It's the community working together. I think there's going to be a lot of hype around Shiba Inu with that burn. Yeah. Not that that burn itself is going to do a lot. It's just bringing community into the into the group. Now, so. now that being said, I want everybody to know, because I've seen some people in chat, we're not saying on any any project we do TA on, we're never giving you uh, an indication uh, or telling you to buy or not to buy something. We're giving yeah. you how 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 we're going about looking at charts, what we're thinking, and how you can take from that and make these sort of decisions yourself as well. Mm-hmm. How how and why you think through these projects and the fundamentals, the technical analysis, on chain metrics, whatever whatever can give you your edge and give you the most robust knowledge you can to make these decisions. And with she. Uh, we very clearly will state that we none of us here at the channel think of it as a long-term investment. No. When we're doing TA on it like we are right now, we're saying based on the fact that it has major market share in terms of it being in the top 20 and it's been holding there for a while, there's a lot of people on, on the channel that are either uh, currently actively uh, uh, trading it or interested in it. Maybe, maybe some people are new and that's fine. You know, everybody finds their way to uh, the, the larger cap or more secure or more, better long-term investments through whatever coins they, they come into, the, whether it's through NFTs or through meme coins and that's okay. But what we are saying is if you are going to do a trade, these are the, t- this is the TA that we're looking at right now and what you might be able to expect in the short-term p- future. But we do not recommend anybody just put in their life savings or uh, really any amount of money and then Please hope to look at it in five years because yeah. there's no telling this this could go to nothing yeah. much more likely than a, a larger cap uh, coin that has use case built into it uh, and with Sheeb it might be a good trade. And I, I, I would say uh, only on a short ter- short term basis. Yeah. And just like any of the trade options that we tell, tell you about or the, the mm-hmm. possibilities or opportunities, know what your exit strategy is going in. And I actually don't have, and after this, we're going to go into super chats. I actually don't have a problem with a moon bag and sheep that's like 0.1% of your portfolio. So let's say you have a $100,000 portfolio. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a hundred bucks in sheep because you never know. You never know. Look, the thing could go to a hundred billion dollars market cap and then crash. But if you do that, just make sure you keep a very, very small percentage of your portfolio in it and be very liberal with taking your profits. Hmm. That's what I would say to that. But let's go ahead and read some super chats. Yeah, we got some uh, some good ones here. Ahmed Ali said, what's the best way to convert Luna to, okay, so W Luna. Uh, wrapped Luna? Wrapped Luna, wrapped okay, Luna. into actual Luna since it's not... S- on the Coinbase. Love you guys. May God bless you all. I'm not sure because Wrapped Luna Token is ranked 3,000, so I don't have any experience with that. Kelly, would you know how to answer that? 
Typically, when you have a wrapped coin that's uh, basically being utilized on another chain, you'd have to go through whatever DEX is on that chain yeah. uh, to swap it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that you're not typically most wrapped coins have very limited uh, listing exposure on major, major, whether it be Binance or Coinbase or whatever. There are some on there that are on major chains, but in this case, just go and look up uh, a DEX, uh, one of the, one of the higher, uh, one of the more prominent DEXs on Luna or whatever, whatever chain that wrapped Luna is on, like whether you're using it on whatever other chain you're using it on, you'll be able to, you should be able to swap it back to whatever token you want to use. All right, let's go on to another one here. We have one, just a donation from Micah, man. So Micah, if you had anything to say, I do not have it here, but thank you for the donation. Richard Magika. Magika. Magika, maybe. Maybe that G is a... is a. Anyway, anyway uh, Super Bowl is coming up. Thoughts on if it will pump crypto with millions of ads going live and the big players pushing it? Hmm. Yeah, what are the... Is Crypto.com running a Super Bowl ad? Crypto.com is running one. Uh, FTX? Is FTX running there's one? A, there's a couple. FTX might be running a Super there's Bowl a ad. I wouldn't be surprised. Be, yeah, right. no, I think it's going to be big. And I yeah. think the reason it's going to be big is because Crypto.com has actually... As much as I'm not a big fan of the cryptocurrency Crypto.com because it's very centralized and if something happened to the company, the cryptocurrency would pretty much die. Um, crypto.com does play a very important role in the marketing of crypto because what it what that company does they got my brother in crypto.com was the one that got my brother to join crypto my i did telling my brother for four years about crypto and he got in through crypto.com so he could go and take advantage of those really cool debit cards they have yeah. a lot of people are joining crypto through crypto.com so yeah i think it's a big deal I, personally i think that i think that if people think that the night of the super bowl or the day after crypto is just going to explode i don't think that i don't think that's going to happen i no. think it's more like it'll happen people will be like okay what is this people will start looking into it more I, it actually could even be a sell the news type situation. Uh, I remember when we had the the whole thing with uh, Elon on on SNL with Doge. People wondered, is that going to be a pump? Is that yeah. be, it ended up being a selling point. It ended up it really went down a little bit and then it went back up. So it ended up not being that well, big of a difference. But I think it's going to bring a lot of eyes to crypto to start looking more into it. I think you're going to have a combination of a lot of buys and a lot of sells. The price is probably going to do. Uh, Mostly nothing. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. The price is probably going to do nothing, yeah. but it, I think it will be big for brand awareness. Yes, I think long, long term wise, long it term, is yeah. even more. It, just like the same with the stadium, the LA stadium. It's not like they the news announced and all of a sudden the, the crypto market just exploded. But it's the fact that hey, from now on, every single time the Lakers or the Clippers, which I think the Clippers are building their own stadium at some point, they every are. time the Lakers play or every time there's a conference, uh, a concert there or anything else, it, it's just another reminder, another reminder, another reminder, and it's longevity wise going to bring more people into the space. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Um, let's see here. Crit, Crit Cats said, what's going on with ADAX? Uh, was it a bad launch? I'm seeing a lot of foot around it saying it's a scam. What are your thoughts? It's a very small project. So yeah, when it launched, it didn't have a giant pump. The thing about ADAX, you got to realize, is that it's a very small, very little known project. We're probably one of the only YouTubers in crypto that's talking about it. This project is very young and it's built on a very young project, which is called Cardano, as far as a smart contract and backend to be able to build DEXs. So yeah, ADAX did not have a giant pump when it launched, but quite frankly, I'm kind of okay with that because if it had a giant pump, that would have meant that the price was being driven by FOMO and I don't want to see the price driven by FOMO. I want to see the price driven by fundamentals. So mm. yeah, it's going to take time, guys. You know, Coinbase has been around for, what, seven years? Bitfinex has been around for like five, six, seven years. These, it, it takes time for exchanges to really get going. You look at a project like a Sunday Swap or a, you know, anything, it took time. Cardano is a very young platform as far as its layer two ecosystem. I mean, I mean it, they, they just launched smart contracts within the last six months. It was not that long ago. So you're going to have to give it time. There's not a lot of adoption there, but it's going to come. It's going to take time, but it will come. 
right. Oh, can I, I want to mention also, yeah, I mean, one of the things people need to realize about ADAX, they, the coin's been a, a, around for, I mean, going on six months now, but and they've been slowly rolling out a, a number of different things within their ecosystem. And so it's not just the DEX that's the thing. They have a, an operational and uh, very, I, I quite like, they, they have a centralized exchange that they created themselves. Uh, it's at cex.adax.pro. Yep. And they, so, and then in addition to that, they have a launch pad. They just had, so I think somebody asked in chat earlier, I might've been a super chat about uh, the RAD token, which is uh, for Cardania, which is a metaverse project that's uh, basically, they just go, going through starting their pre-sale or, or priority launch today on the ADAX launch pad. Uh, and they sold out, uh, it, they sold out in under like 20 minutes and then they increased the amount that they're allowing to be available in that pre-sale. But mm -hmm. what my point here is that, that they have an incredible uh, amount of, it's a robust ecosystem that they're building and there's a lot more to, than just the decks. And in addition to that, they had some small issues with the decks launch in terms of some of the functionality, but their team has been on it. In fact, they're rolling out a, a version 1.1 upgrade uh, to, to their decks with a lot of the different suggestions that they uh, had from the users uh, to really, really make it, you know, to contend with, to become the number one decks on Cardano. And right now you got, uh, you got Sunday swap who right now is uh, in that, not enamored, uh, basically getting buried in a, a massive lawsuit between uh, card, card swap, card I think, starter. or card starter, card starter. Uh, they just launched a huge uh, uh, like legal action against uh, Sunday swap, uh, mm. supposedly. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that plays Lots out. But like, like you said, there's a lot of things that need things take time. Sometimes people think something launches and then they're going to get a massive, you know, 6,000% yeah. increase. I mean, look at mm. Phantom, look at Luna, look at any look, of these yeah, projects. Phantom. They were great example. ADA, ADA was sideways like for four years, four and five then, years. And then it went, then it went up 17 X, you know, yeah. in the matter. And then people wonder why ADA is not moving. It's like, what yeah. are you talking Every, about? Everybody these things go sideways and then pump. Everybody thinks that you're going to see a, everybody thinks that overnight success is a real thing. No, it's not. There's 10 years of work behind every night, every overnight success story. You know, for example, I don't want to say the word this giantly successful channel, but our channel grew we we quadrupled our subscribership last year, but we had under 50,000 subscribers for almost four years. So there's a parabolic and an inflection point, and that might be years away for ADAX, but I do think it's going to do well. We are, we are running very short on time, but I want to read the Super Chats. We're not going to respond to them, and I think there's one that could do a response from Kelly, but Kelly, I'm going to have you potentially respond via Twitter. Uh, JP Allen just wanted to donate. Thank you so much, JP Allen. Uh, Desert Crypto ETH just bought my first crowd sale token. Rad on ADAX Launchpad would like Kelly's thoughts. It's uh, Cardano's governance token. Uh, so again, that's the one, Kelly, I think Still you there? could respond to. So it's uh, Rad on ADAX. Jeffrey Lim said, what do you think of the Helium token? Uh, again, sorry, guys. I can't answer all these. Saul said, Jeb, I was thinking to diversify into Hacks, G, any thoughts? I'm not familiar with have to look into that Sorry. one. Crypto Alchemist said, have you guys heard any info regarding the release of ADAX? Are there any major concerns that could prevent it from reaching its price potential? Talk about that. We just talked about that. Siobhan Goli gave again, saying, is it a good time to buy Luna and ADA for the short or long term? Thanks for a lot. I think so, yes. But missed the Super Chat. I really appreciate the effort you put in every day, Jeb and team. Uh, Luke Wild said, thoughts on Hex and Pulse Chain. So again, a couple of different altcoin questions there. Sorry we could not answer them all. Um, some of them we probably would have just said we haven't looked into those. And 
anyway. Yeah. So, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching the stream. Guys, let's smash that like button, see if we can get to 1,700 likes here in the next little bit. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 3,400 people watching. We're so very flattered by that. We're so very thankful that you're here. What we want to do at this channel is we want to serve you cryptocurrency, technical analysis, on-chain analysis, fundamental analysis with humility, integrity every single day. I do believe that we are fast becoming the number one place to go and find technical analysis on the cryptocurrency markets. And it's our vision to help you achieve financial sovereignty. What that means to us is we want to help you achieve full control and ownership over your money and over your financial institutions and systems instead of the banks having control over you, instead of the government having control over your finances, instead of poverty having control over you. We want you to have control over your financial system. We want you to have control over your banking, you to have over control over your identification and your, your data and your cookies. And we want you to have control over your finances so that you're not constantly worrying, oh, can I put gas in the car? Can I pay rent? Can I take care of my dad who's in the hospital? Can I take care of my family? Can I take care of my wife? Can I take care of my kids? If for some reason you want to send your kids to college, can you pay for that? We want to help you to have the finances in place that you can do that. That's what FinSolve means to us. So drop a hashtag FinSolve in chat. Make sure to go and follow us on our social media at CryptoJeb over on Twitter and Instagram and at CryptoJebOfficial over on TikTok. Not going to have time to read it. I do apologize, but Abdullah Safar, I do want to thank you very much for that super chat. Guys, before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. Got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.